Okay, folks, back uh, here with the Milk Minute Dairy Podcast, and this is uh, episode nine, and uh, we have some really special guests today that are a little bit different than what we've done in the past, Um, but um, this is something that I think is an important part of the industry when we talk about advocating for the industry and we talk about... um, you know, learning about all the different facets, all the moving parts in the industry. And so this is another example of that. And um, so actually, I'm here at 4D Ag World today. And they actually happen to be the sponsors of their own podcast. Uh, so it's 4D Ag World and 4D Ag Fashion who are bringing this podcast to you today. And uh, like always, we appreciate our sponsors uh, who can help us make this happen. Uh, we know that we have some loyal listeners out there uh, that, are, that are paying attention to this podcast. And so um, if you listen to this one, this is a different one because this is actually the first time that this one has not been done in-house or uh, via Zoom or something like that. So I actually came to their uh, location here in Canyon uh, today. And so um, we, we're kind of breaking new ground with them. And, um, and, and the other thing that's new about this one is that we, you know, typically I interview one person, and this time I have both of them. And so uh, without further ado, uh, who we have here today are the owners of uh, 40 Ag World and 40 Ag Fashion, and that is J.P. DeVries. 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 Yeah. And Elizabeth, his wife. So um, I'm going to, they have a really interesting story, and they are going to tell their story, and then we're going to kind of let that kind of evolve into uh, what their actual um, facet of the industry involves. And so, um, you know, in other podcasts, we've talked about rations. We've talked about environmentalism. We've talked about niche markets. We've talked with uh, people dedicated to public service. We've talked to veterinarians. And so today we're going to talk to uh, to some folks who, who are an integral part of the um, – I guess cow comfort and cow care portion of the industry and who service a lot of dairymen in this area. So guys, whoever wants to talk first, this is totally conversational. You one of y'all can go first and let's 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 talk about like we started this morning. Tell me your story. Tell me how it started. Well, uh, thank you for being here. I really uh glad that we have this opportunity to uh, tell a little bit about 40 Ag Fashion and uh, 40 Ag World. Uh, Elizabeth and myself uh, started five years ago, pretty much uh, uh, from nothing. We uh, just came out of a project that we helped uh, uh, some dairymen in India to a set of uh, dairy farms. And uh, that uh, is a beautiful country that uh, uh, gave us all kinds of opportunities of products. Uh, and. Uh, from that point of view, we started uh, for the ag world and ag fashion, and uh, it was in the beginning very small, but uh, slowly we grew out uh, to a company that is uh, now uh, having seven employees, yeah. and uh, um, we are um, specialized, we always say, in everything that happens where a cow in a barn or in a building or in a, uh, in a, in a corral, but we're not... Uh, uh, going much into milk parlors other than rubber flooring and of course a very important thing that is uh, the clothing line to protect uh, our, um, our, our employees right. that are so important. We started with a little office in the Netherlands in Dambot. Um, then we figured out if you want to sell products here, if you want to be in the dairy business and uh, uh, provide service and, and, and products to the dairy farms, you need to move here. Uh, Jan-Pieter already lived in the U.S. before in Central Texas. Uh, Of course, I traveled already with him for 16 years to the U.S. to see our kids and now our five grandkids who all live here. Uh, And yeah, we are living the American dream, which means very hard work, a lot of investment, but also a very good life and a lot of opportunities. So in 2017, we decided to move to the U.S. Uh, We lived in a fifth wheel next to this, this building. It was absolutely doable, no problem. Uh, Our son was also involved in in our business at that time. Uh, So yeah, it was a good combination. And then in 2017, we also expanded our business with 40 Ag Fashion. So that is the clothing line we have. And uh, due to the fact uh, of living, have been living in India, 
Of course, all the clothing in the world is made in China, India, Bangladesh, you name it. We now have our own uh, factory who is making our own label for the egg fashion with 22 employees in India, which we're, we're providing 22 families uh, of, of meals every day, income. of course, yeah, income every income. day. Yeah. And, uh, we have a guy who's taking care of everything there, which is pretty amazing. So we still go to India, yeah, every year, but due to COVID, we're not allowed to travel there, but we have a, we have a really good guy who's taking care of everything there. So yeah, we are um, living the American dream, again, thanks to our customers. And uh, uh, yeah, we love the dairy industry, first of all, of course, because of ice cream, milk, <laughs> uh, and every, all delicious products um, um, they make. And like Jan-Peter said earlier, we, we try to provide uh, a lot of products for comfort, comfort for cows and what people really need to know, consumers, that every dairy man and woman wants uh, their cow to be comfortable and extremely happy because the happier the cow, the more milk and the better milk products. Uh, so yeah, that is where we come in. So um, one of the things we visited, so, you know, I, when, on my way down here, I was thinking about, you know, what, what sets these folks apart? What's so different? And if you haven't already figured out, this is a whole different ball game here with what they just described because not only are they, and they'll, we'll get into the products a little bit here in a minute and kind of how that works and how that really equates to cow comfort and care, but uh, these folks uh, came here, they came here for opportunity, and they have figured out a niche market for their business that's working. And that's kind of what everybody's dream is anyway. But, um, you know, this is like a one-stop shop. You can get your head gates or headlocks. rubber floor. Yeah. Headlocks. You can get your aprons, and you can get the peppermints. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yep. you know, this is uh, like, you know, if, if you're Dutch and you're uh, uh, here working or something, this is a gentle reminder of home. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And so that probably helps you a little bit with your business model. But... Um, we talked about, uh, we've talked about uh, advocating for dairy industry from the standpoint of letting people know uh, what goes on. And so uh, let's kind of, we're going to get a little bit more into how they um, got into their portion of the business. Um, uh, and, and I want you to talk a little bit about the rubber flooring for a minute. Or you can talk about, you know, what you started with, with the headlocks and then moving into other portions and kind of how, how you saw the business growing or what your mindset was and from, from a goal standpoint of where you wanted to go. Uh -huh. Yeah, so, so we, um, as said before, we started five years ago and, and um, one of the projects in India, I needed uh, uh, headlocks and I needed stalls and I needed clamps for all that stuff. And, I found a supplier that really did an awesome job. He was dealing already with uh, big uh, companies in, in the US that are uh, home improvement stores. So he knew what, what the market needed. So that product was right. And we said, let's uh, see if, if we can not market that. And uh, um, also one of the first things was uh, calf jackets because uh, calves are uh, in the winter, uh, still one of the best places for a calf is fresh air outside in a hut by itself or with two together and um, or in group hutches with even seven or eight. But they they do get a little jacket from day bird uh, that keeps them warm. And if you have a warm animal, uh, they gain better and they get less sick. So that's a very nice item that that uh, pretty much everybody in the colder climates winter climates is using so those products we started with and then uh, some some one or two sales it was very like elizabeth said we were uh, pretty much having a, um, a little office in the netherlands in a in a bedroom and uh, <laughs> we were traveling back and forward um, then we we said okay are there other products that that can be utilized and used for cow comfort. And uh, one of the things was uh, rubber flooring. There's a lot of rubber flooring for sale that after two or three years is uh, the mats are, are getting thin and they are getting uh, crumbly or they fall apart. And we um, came up, uh, we saw some of these products uh, um, that is a recycled, uh, it's a recycled product. So it's mine belt out of mine industry. 
the mines are using those for transporting iron ore or, or copper or, or coal. But those, those belts are uh, having only a certain lifespan. And, but what makes us different in the, in the rubber belting, we look for still high quality thick rubber that we can make a tremendous good groove. And we have a groove in that rubber that is a half inch uh, wide, three eighths deep. And um, it's a checker mark uh, pattern. That's what most people buy. Uh, the cows, horses even, and cattle trailers, we put it in. Um, forward, left and right and backward, they have traction. Um, it's a, when, and if a cow and, and any kind of animal walks on concrete, that, that, that is an impact on bone, bones and joints a little bit. But uh, with that rubber, it makes it more cushion. And uh, uh, as Elizabeth mentioned already, a happy cow is, uh, is giving more milk. So uh, um, anything to, for a dairyman, it's, it's his interest, but also as the, in, in the interest of the animal that the longer she stays around, the better it is for everybody. Yep. And so all our items are, are linked to that. Um, then we started, okay, uh, cooling of cows, because you need, uh, um, in the summer, we need, we need still in a panhandle, central Texas, and you name it, you need to have uh, fans to, to cool the buildings, right. where they get milked or free stalls. So we have uh, big fans that uh, we sell uh, um, very successful to cool the cows. The next step is, oh, we need a uh, windbreak <laughs> because it's in the winter, it's cold and you have the northern wind and we are in the high plains. So we do curtain systems. So it kind of grew everything that is linked towards the facilities. We uh, do manure separation, we do alley scrapers, scrapers that, that push the manure to the end. So um, that's where collected in a collection pit and a farmer either separates that manure or he um, is uh, bringing that manure to the field. That kind of how this thing grew. And uh, then you will say, wow, we have uh, so several products. Well, we have many more ideas and things. They're not all, all going to be successful. Right. When you do something in life, you have uh, certain things that uh, people are not uh, liking at all or is not interested in it and the next thing that you don't expect as much from is like boom yeah. that is uh, awesome um, and um, that is also one of the the, the things that um, uh, we decided that if you want to be successful in a country you need to be with your customers right. you need to stand behind it and you, you everything and with that whole discussion um, and Elizabeth uh, had a great idea of uh, uh, clothing, and so that's why we, uh, I mentioned already the, the jackets, but Elizabeth can tell more about how that all happened with the clothing uh, line and yeah. what, it, what it does and what it helps. But also what you're mentioning is uh, you have to be with your customers. So we do, when COVID is not here, we do around 10 shows a year, like exhibitions, dairy shows. So we go from Wisconsin to Idaho to California. It all starting now again so the first show we're gonna have is uh, is the big show in Madison mm -hmm. I'm gonna go to Boise Idaho again finally Idaho I'm coming back <laughs> and so we're super excited about that and that is also what thrives me but the first year I went to all the dairies in the panhandle with a piece of rubber flooring or brand new brochure you know with some pictures in it uh, pricing available and also some apron samples so you talk to a dairy man of, and woman of 5,000 cows and I'm showing them an apron like do you want to buy an apron, you know? <laughs> but even rubber flooring, the rubber flooring immediately was a success. You know, people can can appreciate uh, the cow comfort and the, and and the quality high of quality, the product, yeah. extremely high quality. So, but then also some dairy families, they sent me away. They were like, oh, who's this sales lady? We don't want to talk to you. That is sometimes difficult. I drove home on days like, guys, I don't, I don't think I can do this. And uh, then so I even had, uh, she had a tear once yeah. in a while of, of <laughs> you know, not being successful. I it did. doesn't come overnight. No. Yeah. And then you have a couple of families, and we talked about a couple of also Dutch families, but also amazing American families and from everywhere, um, who say, yeah, we do believe in you and your product, and also the aprons. You know, it looks like a small thing. We were selling a lot of aprons a year and almost twenty thousand calf jackets a year, but that didn't didn't came in one 
one month, you know? Right. So that was really what I did the first year, just from dairy to dairy with a piece of rubber and an apron and a price list. And that's, that's how we started this. When Jan Peter and my son were building this, this building, you know, yeah. the shop and the offices, which is already, we're already growing too fast. Um, but also there's the, there's a stop to grow, you know, we're also like very comfortable with the products we have right now. But yeah, no, the first year was not, was not easy to, the, to come in with everybody. No. The clothing, um, maybe you can tell a little bit about the reuse. Yeah. So we are making 100% uh, nylon uh, uh, aprons and sleeves and uh, towel bags, um, also care jackets, as Jan-Pieter mentioned. Uh, why would people, should people use the aprons and the sleeves? A lot of people here in this area already do it. Uh, it's comfort for the employees. We all know it's super difficult to keep employees. We have a group of amazing people. Um, some are the here in for five years, so mm -hmm. that is, we're blessed with that. Uh, but it's not always how it works, especially with milkers. If they can get a little higher wage, if they can get a little more comfort or uh, something else, they go to the neighbors. Benefits, yeah. Yeah, yeah. benefits, yeah. yeah. I'm exactly. talking about benefits of clothing. Correct. Yeah. So yeah. then if people provide, for example, boots uh, and clothing and they, they make them more, feel more comfortable and a nice pan in the milk parlor or something like that, uh, it really helps to, to keep your employees as well. Also, um, hygiene, you know, for uh, cell count and uh, things like that. In the milk parlor, everything needs to be extremely clean. So in the winter, it's super simple how I explain uh, when, when I'm trying to sell the sleeves, for example, to new customers, I'm saying, your milker is there. Beautiful, fast, hard worker, 10 hours a day. He has his hoodie on or she. She milked 10 hours, goes home, goes to Walmart. She needs to buy some groceries, still same hoodie. She throws it somewhere in her in her car. Next day, she goes back with that same hoodie. Yeah. Well, there's milk rests in there. There's there's a lot of things in there. Dip. Um, uh, yeah, a lot of bacteria growth in that hoodie. Right. Nobody ever thinks about it. Yeah. Um, and then if but you put a sleeve in it, but with clothes yeah. that are washable and also rinsable, yeah. that uh, that that helps uh, everybody and it helps the quality of milk. Yeah, as and well. We, uh, like Elizabeth said, she uh, she did it all in the beginning, uh, one to one to to uh, dairyman, and and slowly she got some some food between the door and and start selling, and now we uh, have uh, an awful lot of wholesalers right. that are uh, um, selling our products. So and now I don't. I still go to dairies a lot, but I don't go to all the dairies here who already use our product. Right. Because if I have, I'm not going to call names because we have a lot of wholesalers, especially in this uh -huh. area. Yeah. Um, but if people already buy from my wholesalers, they don't need to buy from me anymore. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. So my wholesalers are all the 250 aprons at a time, for example, or 500 or 30, which is perfect as well. Uh, so now we got that covered. So they don't have to call me, talk to me. No, just go to your wholesaler, say, the root truck driver, say, hey, do you carry 40 egg fashion? Because first of all, they're cheaper, it's super high quality, and it's Elizabeth and Jan Peter. Maybe they, <laughs> they want to buy yeah, from also, us. Also, it's a little uh, easier to wear, right? Yeah, it's lightweight. Well, yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, so it's more, more comfortable. comfortable. Again for them, right, yeah. right. So, and that is happening now. So, we are... I, I, we set up a lot of wholesale uh, in this area, but also, yeah, but also across the US. You, yeah, now yep. you start doing yep. that in other areas. Yeah. Correct. Thing. First right. hit the farmers, show the product, make them aware of what we have, and then uh, then then somebody else will jump in and start marketing it yeah. to you. So before we started, we talked a little bit about our, your backgrounds and everything, and I know that you, you dairied in, I guess, in the, in the Netherlands, yes. and then when you came to Central Texas, did yeah. you dairy also, or were you yeah. a door-to-door no. -door salesman in, in Netherlands? I a, a baker's daughter. So <laughs> I got my you. parents had a big bakery. I grew up in a, yeah, in, in a hard-working family. Uh -huh. they, they work harder than I ever did, so don't worry about that. <laughs> but I grew up in a, in a business family, so there yeah, was hard so work and... Uh, uh, yeah, bakery. So yeah, I like ice cream and cream and 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 that kind of uh, product. Beef. So oh yeah, yeah, I know how important it is. So uh, yeah, so no dairy farming for me, but my husband here teaches me a lot. Yeah, very very much. Yeah. So a lot of the ideas maybe in the ways that, I mean, there's no no better person to sell to a dairyman than a dairyman himself. Exactly. <laughs> um, if, if if you have the right intentions, yes, mm -hmm. we are in a business to sell a product that gives cow comfort. 
that gives comfort for the people to work with. But uh, uh, why why did 4D got so successful? Well, we you're 100% right. I, I had headlocks that uh, were manufactured and then suddenly the whole rod that locks the animals is breaking and, and cows are not locked or part is locked or they are suddenly in the middle of the night uh, half of them are locked right. that you don't want because a headlock is a management tool i mean you use that for so for the people uh, that that are not so much aware about how how dairy industry works and headlock is a is a beautiful device a cow we have a large opening almost 19 inches the cow puts the head through it and she can uh, eat down the feed that got uh, delivered by the by the mixer wagon it's a total mixed ration beautiful feed and uh, when she is uh, having enough uh, feed she, she can distract her head and uh, she can lay down wherever she wants um, why do you have headlongs well first of all you have a designated spot or at least they can eat where in, in, in different holes but every cow has a has a a spot where they put the, the head through mm -hmm. so there is no uh, the cow have, have as human beings there are leaders and there are followers and that's the same with cows so you have mean cows you have nice cows and due to the fact that you have a divider uh, right there for his head the cow is not pushing the other one away mm -hmm. so that is one benefit but also um, dairymen need to find a way to, to check cows uh, uh, for health issues. Uh, they get vaccination, they get uh, bred yeah. by, uh, by uh, uh, breeders in uh, and, and so they need to have a way to confine that cow, maybe only for 15 or 30 minutes per day. Right. So then you can move a leverage on the headlock and then that same device is, is locking the cow in place. Right. So at that moment, she cannot walk away. As soon as the procedure is done of selecting the cow uh, or checking for sickness or for breeding, then they release that leverage again and the cow can, the rest of the time, more than 23 hours a day, can freely walk around, lay down either in stalls or in, in the dry lot underneath the shade. But it's a management tool. Right. Those, those items... Um, were a lot of times in the past uh, welded together already from pre-galvanized pipe and, and a little paint on the weld and I, that's why they break quicker and it was light and I, yes you are right I wanted to sell a product that, that still is cost effective but better Right. and um, due to the fact that you have been working with it and uh, that, that then you uh, can fairly easy explain why you did it and, and a lot of uh, people, uh, dairymen, then understand immediately, hey, this is coming from a point of view that is uh, more value and still competitive in price. And uh, that is what we try to do with all our products, from the clothing, the jackets. We, um, uh, maybe you can even uh, tell a little bit, and we're not going to say names, but I mean, you have now jackets that, that uh, uh, or heavier build, but that uh, even uh, calves in general uh, are sometimes not easy that they walk and they need to be carried. Right. So now we make jackets with uh, with little handlebars. On them. <laughs> so they are like, like a, a little, pouch, like a little, yeah, yeah, like a little like zip line. Yeah, but has I a built-in a built-in harness. Yeah. So, but a customer called me three years ago saying, do you, can you customize jackets? I said, yeah, I put logos on it. You know, <laughs> if you want their name or your wife's name or whatever. And he said, really, we want to build our own jacket. I said, tomorrow, yeah. 10 o'clock, I will be there. And now, uh, yeah, we are making for them, but also some other customers already auditing them. Um, it's a, it has a built-in harness. So you can lift the calf uh, with Either a lift. Either by a human being, yeah. but also little lifts. Yeah. Because that, that, that calf is very comfortable how she is, um, it's like a, uh, now I don't know exactly the name, but you have um, the, the little pouch where the kid is in front of, or the backside of mom right. and dad. Draagzak. Yeah, but I don't, we don't know the, the, the English, English word, but I mean, that, that child is also sitting very comfortable in that little harness. Mm -hmm. So that's how this calf is. So there is less uh, chances of injuries, and, um, uh, but, but those kind of things, uh, evolve uh, all things 
to make life, but also the life from human being, because carrying a calf and a wet calf is not easy, uh, or even a little bigger calf, but also the comfort and the quality of life for the animals. Yeah. And that's that's what we try to achieve. No, and then of course, of course, that customer called, and now they are buying a couple of thousand of those jackets a year with their logo on it and everything. That thing they say is like you're so easy to work with. Like, hey, I just stopped by. You have your idea. I can probably make it. Let's make this together. Right. And also, one of the dairy farms in Mulshu, and the daughter, one of the owners, she suggested a different apron with sleeves and towel pockets and everything. Of course. It takes a couple of months to to test it and to try it out and to get the right sizing and everything. But we are, yeah. If I get good numbers, we are pretty yeah easygoing and and making our own things. The reason is because we have our own factory, so it's not yeah. like um, uh, we produce in China and you need to uh, they produce three months and then they do for uh, Walmart again and Hannes uh, and Maurits just saying you know we have our own factory so right. we can make everything ourselves. And I think that's also a power we have with the clothing, especially. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the rubber flooring uh, took us. I'm switching a little bit. But well, I, I wanted you to talk about that, and I because mm -hmm. I was going to ask you about that. Just I mean, so for people that are listening, I, they gave they were gracious enough to give me a little tour of their operation here, which was amazing because it allowed me to put my eyes on what we're about to talk about. Yeah. So with the rubber flooring, and I'm, you know, I don't want to say a whole lot. I'm gonna let you talk about it, but um, uh, just kind of talk about where that, if you can, where that's from and how that is. Because yeah. I mean, it's, it's like it's like you're a, you're, it's like you're a major part of a potentially huge recycling situation that that industry needs. Absolutely. Yep. So um, uh, mine industry is uh, still uh, very important for for everybody around the world. Uh, iron ore. Um, um, coal mines, coal. copper mines, you name it, uh, gold mines, everything is, is uh, there to be mined and they transport the gravel or the products on big conveyors and a uh, conveyor can be a uh, foot wide but also six, seven foot wide and miles long. Right. That belting has a lot of times steel cable in it or heavy fabric is uh, used for several years but then they uh, they do replace it for new and um, in the old days those rubber rolls were probably put aside in a corner or buried yep. at location and uh, uh, which is probably not the greatest practice right and uh, so uh, we started uh, with the idea of why don't we regroup it and uh, make it uh, for animals to walk on and I'm saying uh, animals can be as easy go in a horse tall uh, cattle trailers is sometimes a little heavy, but people like it a lot. And uh, uh, beef uh, treatment shoots. Oh, yeah. 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 So uh, 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 we have a butcher plants that uh, also have this rubber flooring. Hmm. Because we need to be honest, even if a, if a feedlot animal goes out of the feedlot and goes to a butcher plant, um, she is going to be most likely going to be uh, ending up in beef. But the way how we treat animals these days is uh, is uh, awesome, you know. Till till it's a steak, yeah. you know. Yeah. So so for a cow to or a beef animal to walk on nice concrete floor um, that can sometimes be a little slippery, and see because she's not used to it. But with a rubber flooring that gives uh, more traction and more respect for the animal, right. and uh, that so that market is big. We. Um, buy that rubber out of the mines you can have mines in the US but we also had for a while that there's no bells available so we went to Poland we went to Czech Republic Germany we buy it out of Africa um, everywhere where we can find the quality the thicker kind of belt um, it took me a year with some friends uh, <laughs> and brother-in-law in the Netherlands to invent that machine mm -hmm. yeah. And was a quite a challenge right and then we brought it here and we honestly talking about american dream we had enough money to put a little slab of concrete down <laughs> and get an electrical <laughs> connection and 
a $75 Walmart umbrella <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. because the sun was pounding at us. And the ticket for my brother. Do you, yeah. still, do you still have the umbrella? Yeah, I, I have think, that house. Yeah, have yeah. That we thing have needs it. to be like hung yeah. on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> like, this was a big part of our success. It is. We didn't have a heat stroke underneath the umbrella. Yeah. So we have, a, we have one of the guys that, that started part-time with us, is still with us uh, now Ray, for five years. And Ray is a... Uh, and uh, I... And, and we all thought it was ridiculous, except me. I went to the car wrecking deal and I got a chair. Yes. So uh, <laughs> we welded the chair on there so you could sit and have the umbrella and uh, open sky. So rainy days was bad. But anyway, that's how we started grooving this rubber. And uh, as I mentioned before, the sizing, good, good traction. It's a diamond shape of roughly uh, two inch by two inch. And... Uh, uh, our oldest accounts are five, six years old now, and they love it. And you can, you can not really visually see the wear. So we say ten years plus. So we gave uh, rubber a new life, and uh, with that we gave much more cow comfort uh, um, that everybody needs. And even we sometimes install in a new facility and when there's construction going on there's a lot of people uh, running around and everybody's doing this thing we did uh, uh, a few years ago we rolled one roll of rubber out in a holding area there were people installing fans electricians and there were welders and there was a big holding area so it's an area of 50 foot wide 200 foot long and then I said to my son, look at that, everybody walks on that rubber, mm -hmm. back and forward. Yeah. And right next to it, there was enough room with concrete, but even a human being can feel in his back that it's softer. And cows uh -huh. do exactly And cows do the same thing. Right. And, and it was kind of beautiful that people, without knowing themselves, <laughs> looking for comfort. And that a cow cannot always do that, so, so that's why dairymen are... are trying to provide that comfort and right. that's why this rubber is such a success and the durability because if you have to a lot of dairy farms are are having a 24 7 business mm -hmm. and uh, there's not a lot of time to replace things right and also the investment you don't want to uh, invest and then suddenly a few years later skid steers can drive on it uh, there's uh, those big vacuum tanks with a blade that suck the manure yeah we have them uh, running over, we have uh, alley scrapers with a chain and a, and a V-shaped blade right. that moves that manure. So uh, uh, flush, so people that flush water over that to make it clean. It, it works uh, in, in many different ways. So uh, on top of that now, we uh, this is a certain area where this rubber is, is really good at. It's, for instance, uh, difficult to uh, <coughs> uh, make it exactly fit on a rotary platform. Uh -huh. So we are um, looking at different kinds of new rubber products that will fit, fit that there. because we get a request, hey, I need, you know. Right. And uh, so there's always room for growth. Right. Yeah. Well, um, <coughs> it, and I'm only going to say this because I've, I mean, it's one thing for y'all to say because this is your deal, but... I'm, I'm a new guy here. I just showed up here this morning and I got the tour, but um, for people who are listening, when we talk about rubber flooring, I mean, like, this stuff is immense. I mean, first of all, it's thick, it's heavy. There's a piece of it right there. Yeah, it's in state. Yeah, and then you go look at the rolls, and those are like 50,000 pound rolls or something. It's amazing of what they have in their storage capability and then how they're using that to get it to where they want it. And so, um, and, and I'm looking at that piece right now because uh, it was, it's amazing. But it's crazy how that diamond tread on that stuff, it's solid, but like we touched it a minute ago, there's some cushion to it. And yes. so for as thick as it is, you can imagine, uh, you know, 1,800 pound to 2,000 pound cow on it and her weight's distributed four ways, uh, there's still a little cushion on that hoof. And so that's pretty interesting. Our, our, our beauty of our company is we're small. Uh, so uh, our turnaround time and effectiveness is especially in the clothing uh, is immediately the same day uh, the rubber is uh, usually we try to get it within a month but it's a lot of times two weeks yeah. we have already uh, because there's also a lot of times that's the nature of human being uh, when it's slippery then they call right yeah. and then they it's like if you buy a new car you don't want to wait a long time for the new car <laughs> yeah. so then they want that rubber immediately because yeah. they made a decision 
Yeah. And uh, we have that potential. We install that ourselves. Uh, of course, the steel products, we have uh, headlocks and some stuff in stock, but uh, the bigger and fans we have in stock, but the bigger orders of headlocks uh, come from overseas and that takes a little longer. Right. Uh, we install uh, a lot of times the building contractors and, and, and dairyman crews are, are putting uh, the headlocks in themselves. Right. But uh, the rubber we a lot of times help with because that needs to happen quick and needs to happen good. And, and all the rubber skilled. is custom made, so yeah. everything is measured by the dairy man and woman uh, holding area and, and barn and everything. So it needs we, to be. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. So. but it's their dairy. <laughs> yeah, he's got, he's got a tape measure on his yeah, hip yeah, right always. now. <laughs> always, always yeah. a tape measure. Well, and also about the marketing, I do the marketing of all yeah. our products, but the rubber flooring we have it in the smallest dairy in the u.s but also on, in the biggest dairy in the u.s so it also sells for himself right. a little bit so yeah. um if, if people do a dairy tour it's always like yeah our holding area has 4d rubber if they have it you know and then people are impressed by it so um other again i do all the marketing but for the rubber flooring it sells itself because yeah. we have it on smallest dairy largest dairy yeah. everywhere. i think i think honestly that that is a something that we don't recognize uh, too often but about the marketing uh, uh, elizabeth is very good with facebook and uh, and, and all the other uh, social media she's working on the brochures and everything we we try to to um with the brochures that that also that needs to be easy to read but that they the product that that they're good and that brochure is good right you know and, and that's the same with the marketing we uh, Due to the fact that when you put on on, on different medias uh, your activities, uh, the recognition is really growing. Right. Yeah, we have the best and models in the world. We had a couple of photo shoots in the Netherlands when we were still living there. Now we had a couple of photo shoots here on dairies. Again, it's you should see our book, our webshop, for yeah. We have yeah amazing models, and we know all the models, which is pretty pretty we, cool. We well. we um. Uh, we really, like Elizabeth said before, uh, we are thankful. We're yeah. thankful that uh, the, the dairyman gives us the opportunity. We're thankful in general that uh, American people uh, accept us. And uh, uh, we think um, that's maybe not always uh, being said uh, enough. But America is still a beautiful country. And, yeah. and we we are have been living in different uh parts of the world mm -hmm. and um, so we have seen the difference this this is a land of opportunity you need to work hard you need to have ideas um, it doesn't go well for me that people say it must be nice you know <laughs> uh, you, you need to do it yourself yeah. right. and, and everybody can do it but everybody on his own way we have very skilled uh, employees yeah. that we pay good that we are proud that because if we don't have them, we, we're nothing either. Right. Customer base who is always yeah. returning, um, yeah. which is amazing. Um, but also in the beginning, we worked sometimes seven days. We don't do that anymore. Right. If, of course, Saturdays, you can always works on Saturdays. But we also take our time now off sometimes, uh, sometimes a little vacation or a weekend. We have a couple of amazing friends who are not in the dairy industry. That That is super nice as well. We we. We visit them, or, or they, they are super proud of us as well. We also have amazing friends in the dairy industry. Mm -hmm. So, But you have to do it yourself. You right. have to build your own life here. And yeah, for now, this is absolutely home. So we're that does not mean, happy to be here. That does not mean that uh, everything is success. Well, I, I had products come in that were not good. <laughs> and, uh, we had cam jackets one day that were uh, yeah, not and, the best ever. Yeah. Anyway, we you need to stand behind your product. Yeah. And they will maybe somewhere in the back of the mind they will remember that there was an issue but it's solved and then they will buy again yeah. right if you don't uh, solve things then uh, your name is going as quick down as it goes up yeah and speaking of the name part and i asked him back i figured i knew what it was but and i didn't even mention this on this podcast to begin with but tell them what the four d's stand for the four D's is uh, our last name is the Freeze. Uh -huh. So the D is from from uh, the Freeze. And uh, uh, when this idea kind of came, we put on a family communication app and said we need a good name. And also uh, at that time, 
the idea was that two of our sons were going to be in the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, one uh, uh, of our sons, uh, Jack, uh, he started with us. He is now um, uh, started another company, uh, Defcon, and he's building uh, beautiful steel buildings and, and hay barns and you name it. More his cup of tea, so beautiful. And the other son is a farm manager and, and pretty successful at that. And, and uh, Bram was going to also sell products on the side. So we, Elizabeth DeFries, JP DeFries, Jack and Bram DeFries, and the four Ds got created. Um, there are two Ds left over uh, that <laughs> are in the business. My maiden name is Dijkstra. Yeah. Dijkstra. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we got so, a couple of Ds. But uh, <laughs> because, uh, like I said, Bram is a successful farm manager. Yeah. Uh, that had no time to, to do any side things. Uh, I think it's always uh, important and, and awesome that uh, we we have product that sometimes not sell or, or ideas that sometimes doesn't work. And that what what happened with Jack. That Jack says, "Hey man, I would really like to build buildings uh-huh. instead of rubber." Yeah, you know. Yeah, and, and, yeah. And so so it's awesome that people have that. Uh, that possibilities and and, uh, and we help each other out a, yeah, lot. a lot so he's not in the business anymore but he helps us and we help him and he's pretty successful with defcon solutions which and, and is even yeah even yeah. he's sometimes installing curtains for oh, us yeah. or installing headlocks so right. it's a very good mix mm-hmm. so but that's where the four the d came from it's a, a, a 40 ag fashion 40 ag world but a lot of times we say 4d because it's quite quick in the mouth and, yeah. uh, and, uh, and people recognize you yeah, yeah, especially with your uh, your emblem. That's part of the flag, isn't it? It is yeah. the Frisian yeah. flag. The Frisian flag. So, so where are we original from? It's a um, uh, lily, water lily yep. leaves. Mm-hmm. That is the the. the yeah, it's not emblem. hearts. A lot of people think it's hearts, no, but it's, it's not. And that's it's, fine if they think. But it, that's fine too if they yeah. think it's a heart. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but it's called a pompeblad, and it's a lily pad of our flag, our Frisian flag. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But again, we are in America, but uh, we have a little heritage in there. We're oh, proud that's, Frisians. That's perfect. Absolutely. So, As um, we talk, there's another. So Frisians are like Texans. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a of, it's like a part of the Netherlands kind of. They're very proud. Hundred percent, and and I think the average we we honestly. And I understand that people from other states are listening to it. I don't want to offend nobody, but, <laughs> but we like to live. Uh, we like live in Texas in the USA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. yeah. So we talked about that a little bit, and so um, we're gonna wrap this this episode up because I think that uh, man, it's just it's amazing to think about what I've seen and, no, and heard from. There's the another trips. role. Yeah, we've seen what two or three roles come in now. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, you know. I hope that the people listening can understand that there are so many different facets to the dairy world, but uh, this one is interesting to me because they're uh, they're a family started, family owned. Uh, you could say a niche market because you're like I say you're not you're not pushing a whole lot of parlor products or tanks or cooling nope. systems. I mean, you you guys have the fashion and then pretty much. The headlocks and the rubber and maybe whatever else and then the fans and the you know ventilation stuff but um the thing about it that's interesting is that um it all goes back to two main points and that's actually three but they all kind of fit in each other living the american dream providing opportunity either for yourselves your family your employees and provide an opportunity to uh to dairymen to to i guess make cow comfort and employee comfort even better and so and profit for them yeah and profit to, yeah, yeah i mean that's all they have to be efficient yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so i mean it's kind of neat tonight visit with people and y'all are no different uh that i get to hear y'all's story mm-hmm. and get to figure out how that fits in the whole scheme of things and so uh we'll wrap it up though i mean if there's anything else y'all like to talk about we sure can if uh you know I, like I said, you are super interesting people, and I'm mm-hmm. so gracious for the tour and for you to allow me to come up here to do the first mobile po- podcast <laughs> uh, and the first with three of us involved. Like and so, yeah. I honestly think um, that we need to thank you. Uh, yeah. Not not for yes, it's nice that you're here, uh, respectful, and of course we like to have you, but that you as a uh, county uh, extension agent um, th- uh, are thinking out of the box. Because uh, no offense of, of uh, some of uh, the the people that uh, are 
uh, helping to make things better, they are pretty much set in their ways. And mm -hmm. what you're doing is, is uh, not only help dairymen or beef uh, raising facilities or, or growers, uh, any, any aspect, you know, in cotton, you name it, um, but even the general public that mm -hmm. you, you make them aware of what's happening and what, what, uh, what everybody's doing. So, so you, you do something, uh, that somebody should have done a long time ago. <laughs> and I think this could be uh, spreading out through all of America. Yeah. Well, uh, I think, uh, so thanks for that. I appreciate that. That's, I appreciate the compliment. I, it's, it's just one of those deals that, uh, where we are anymore. And I had this exact conversation in other counties this morning on the way up here. Uh, anybody that uh, any of us that are involved in agriculture, whether we're directly involved in production agriculture, or if we're you know in a service industry, or if we're an educational arm, whatever the case may be, our passion is agriculture, and so every one of us sh should take it upon ourselves uh, to bear the flag for telling our stories. Mm -hmm. You know, whether that's telling other people's stories with them or. Uh, getting the information out to the public because the, the point of the matter is, and we talk about this on every single episode, is that, and I think it's because that's why this kind of came about, was people need to know uh, what we're doing, provide food and fiber for them, mm -hmm. yeah. and that we're doing it the safest, most efficient way possible in the whole world. Yeah. And it's happening right here. Yeah. And so, I, like I said, I appreciate the, the compliment. It's just, uh, we, we should all take, we should all do a little bit of it. And I, and I wonder what would happen if more of us took an active role in doing that. And so, um, so that's kind of, hopefully the podcast is allowing me to do that better. Uh, I'm not a technological genius. Uh, they got to witness, and I'm going to give this guy a shout out because he's the one that started this whole, he didn't start it. He he encouraged me that I could turn this whole system on and, and figure it out. But I, I had to call a guy that's a colleague of mine. His name is Marcus Pruninger. Uh, he actually works with Kansas State Extension now. And uh, every time I have to call him and ask him, did I push the right button or whatever? <laughs> so, uh, Marcus, if you listen to this episode, you're, I'm probably going to call you back again because I know I'm going to forget. But anyway, uh, all the moving pieces and parts on my end are what makes this deal so special. And so, um, anyway, I, I'm glad that I was able to come here today and, meet some more friends and meet some more people and um we will certainly be in touch in the future and um, i'm going to take these catalogs with me too because yes. i want to show these people i want to show people the calf jackets they have camouflage ones by the way yes we do <laughs> thanks. So, thanks for coming yeah so thank you everybody for listening and yeah if you're a customer a family member or in the netherlands or friends uh thank you for listening but also john thank you for the opportunity you're welcome thank you for coming out yeah you're welcome Here. it's beautiful i'm glad that i was able to come and um, like I said, uh, this this episode was uh, is sponsored by them, 40 Ag World and 40 Ag Fashion, and that's 40agworld.com, right? Is that right. how you find it? So if if you're interested, or if you're uh, the number four, yeah, not not four out, four spelled out, it's number four, uh, big D agworld.com, and uh, if you're interested in looking to see their products, think, seeing about what we talked about today, um, maybe uh, you, maybe you want to visit with them directly and, and contact them about their products that's fine too um but but like i said they're the ones that uh, have made this podcast happen it was a total shot in the dark when i sent her a message <laughs> of a few months ago and uh, it's been a, a, a ways to try to get up here and get it done but i'm i'm certainly thankful we we're able to do that and um we, we will be sharing this one obviously again on anchor and spotify and then i'm also going to send it to them and they can put it on their facebook page and y'all can Y'all can uh, market that as well. Yes. And with, with that being said, I guess we're done for today. And we look forward to our listeners uh, hearing our next episodes, which will be uh, a two-part series that we're talking about um, dairy beef cross calves. Uh, the first episode is genetics, and the second episode will be uh, a crew with Texas Tech Meat Science looking at carcass characteristics. And so we're looking forward to that, and hopefully we'll have all three of these out uh, beginning of August. And so if you are our followers or listeners, we will see you next time. Thank you.